Hi, and welcome to this special edition of the Business Finance Bulletin podcast with me, Rob Warlow from Business Loan Services. Well, during 2015, uh, we featured quite a number of contributors who came along to the show and shared their ideas and tips on growing a bigger, better, more profitable business and on how to raise finance. Um, now, as I record this, we're starting to close 2015 and beginning to enter 2016. So I thought, what better way than just to start to put together a compilation of some of those best business building tips. So let's start off, first of all, with the first two contributions. First of all, from Dr. Paul Thomas, who's going to be sharing some ideas on finding the right advisors for your business, and then followed up by Mike Ogilvie, an accountant who's going to share his kind of thoughts and advice on how to build a more profitable business. I think for me, growing companies, it's all about relationships. Um, I think the key is, uh, is building up a really strong network of trusted people that can advise. I think the second thing for me would be about cash, making sure that the business has cash flow and it's actually uh, supportive. Because a lot of people, again, think that money coming in equals uh, good business, but it's not. It's that amount that you have in terms of reserves. Uh, and I suppose the third for, again, is trust, is actually getting a, a group of trusted advisors, a bit like yourself, Rob. Uh, in terms of supporting uh, the organisation, and, and to me, that's key, uh, key support factors. How do businesses go around finding where those advisors are, though? Oh, I think that it, for me, it's word of mouth. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that want to sell you things, and really, all they want to do is to take your money and 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 take some of your ideas, perhaps. So, it, it really is about getting some of you trust. Uh, one of the things I'm always asked is, what's the easiest way to increase your profits? And uh, most people focus on the sales, and they say they look to try and increase their sales, mm. or they're trying to increase the number of times uh, people buy from them. And that's great, but the easiest way is to get your price right. And I'm amazed by the number of people who don't understand the relationship between price, margin, and discount. So they give away discounts, and uh, what we find with people who decide on using you on price they also leave you on price. It is really dangerous. So my key message that I give about the easiest way to increase profits is to get your price right in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get your price right, you've got to actually do something. So why should they not use you on price? They've got to use you on value. Now, how do they decide on value? Well, if they're going to decide on value, they've got to give you something. You've got to give them something that is, in their minds, different to what the competition do. Mm. So you've got to be what I challenge people to be is magnificent and dazzling, be mad, not sad, satisfactory and dull. So many businesses are satisfactory and dull and so they focus on the doing the ordinary and they're boring and the routine is just so so routine, there's nothing different about them. So if you want people to talk about you, you've got to give them something positive to talk about. Mm. So if you do that, they'll use you not on price but because you're different and you represent value to them. So some great tips there from Paul and Mike. Let's move on now to the next two clips that I got for you. The first of which is from Rebecca Jones, who's also known as the Red Shoe Businesswoman. And she's going to be giving some insights on how to build a more entrepreneurial mindset within your staff. Then we followed up by Steve Clark, who's going to be sharing some ideas with us on how to sell your business or get a better pitch when it comes to approaching your bank for finance. Yeah, well, it's really interesting, Rob, that definitely in order to get uh, organisations to think more enterprisingly, we do need to get the staff on board with this. And organisations that struggle tell me that one of the biggest problems is that their staff don't come forward with the ideas, the enterprising thoughts and ideas. 
They need to consider this. Enterprising ideas are about three key areas. One is finding a new way of doing something that you've already been doing, but doing it in a better way. Finding a way of bringing in more money for what you already do, or starting something completely different that you've never ever done before. Now, all of those things really need staff to come up with ideas. And when managers say to me, ah, well, the staff don't come up with ideas. Actually, the staff often have got the ideas, they just haven't come forward with them. What you tend to find is that the staff have either tried before, either at your, you know, your workplace or another workplace they've been at, and they've sort of been rebuffed. People have sort of said, oh no, not here, we don't do that. So you need to encourage them and let them see that if they come forward with ideas, that they will be embraced, they will be encouraged, and they will be helped to make them sort of come to fruition. Rob, for, for my money, it doesn't matter if you're selling a company and looking to raise money or if you're looking to sell widgets and products and services. It's the same thing that comes into the mind of a buyer. And I think people need to think about what's in the mind of the buyer when it comes to the financing and the funding side of things. I, I've been through that myself, as you know, as an SME in terms of getting one business floating on the stock market, another business that we actually took to private equity and then exited and sold the business. So I understand that people are investing in people and they're also looking for what's in it for them. Now, how does that vary from any other product or service? People don't want to buy your widgets, they don't want to buy your home, they want to buy how it feels and how it fits for them. So anyone looking to raise finance, looking to raise money for their business or to exit a business, needs to consider what's in it for the buyer. Put yourself in their shoes fairly and squarely and think if I was them, would I be investing or would I be buying that business from them? If so, why would I be doing that? And it's just a very straightforward case of putting together the benefits versus just the features and doing it with courage and conviction, honesty and a smile. Some great advice there from Rebecca and Steve. So let's move on now to the last two clips I got to share with you. Uh, the first from Steve Houghton Burnett. Now Steve is a crowdfunding investor himself and Steve shares some thoughts about um, how to go about picking the right crowdfunding platform and um, when you're going to look to raise finance via crowdfunding. And rounding up this special podcast, Liz Maher from uh, Centurion VAT talking about the importance of record keeping and also just keeping on top of VAT generally. You need to First of all, understand which crowdfunding platform you're going to go for. There are different options in crowdfunding, so you need to do some research into what crowdfunding is. So, for example, something called Kickstarter does not give away equity in your business, but Kickstarter doesn't let you finance your business. You have to finance a discrete project. So if you've got something that's a real discrete project, then Kickstarter would be the right thing. There are other crowdfunding platforms that allow you to uh, give away an equity share in your business. Mm -hmm. For example, Crowdcube in the UK is a fantastic one that does equity uh, investment. But you have to make sure that you do the research because you want to make sure it's the right sort of crowdfunding platform for you. So number one is do your research like any other business. Number two is think about the investor being the small man in the street. This is not like when you pitch to a bank, it's not like when you pitch to a venture capitalist. Mm. What happens with crowdfunding is, it, as the name implies, it's lots and lots and lots of small investors. Often they'll be investing between 250 and £2,000 of their own personal investment pot. The thing you have to do there is make sure they understand why you are a good investment. So just like when you're preparing any other business plan, you still have to cross the T's and dot the I's. Crowdfunding is not a platform for people who want to wing it. You have to be prepared to answer 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions from people. So you've got to be prepared for all the questions that you're going to get, get from all these small investors who might see your thing as the next best thing. If I was talking to uh, newly registered businesses who then are charging VAT on their supplies, the really important thing is never confuse the fact that that VAT is your money. It is tax that is owed to the revenue. And yes, like it or not, you are an unpaid tax collector. But the worst thing you can do in a business where cash is king is to spend that VAT in the business and then get to the end of the VAT month or the VAT quarter and find you haven't got the funds to pay it. So don't confuse VAT cash with, with your own money. And then fundamentally for any business, I suppose it's record keeping and maintenance and getting access to information that will keep you up to speed. That does change. We've seen some major changes on technical digital services online from the start of this year, which has caused a huge amount of problems. If you're on Twitter, look at the hashtag VATMESS or VATMOSS and you'll see the sort of problems that small businesses are facing back in that area. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed those tips and that you've got some great actionable ideas from those little quick snippets that I shared with you there. So that's it. Um, during 2016, I'll be bringing you more special interviews all around tips and ideas and how to build a better, more profitable business and how to get that extra edge when it comes to raising finance. So I look forward to being with you again in the next episode of the Business Finance Bulletin, continuing our look at ideas and strategies around raising finance and dealing with banks. Thanks very much for being with me. Look forward to being with you again next time. Bye-bye now.